The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit ConflictHealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about emotional intelligence. And if we really want to be able to resolve conflict easily and effortlessly and get along with people and have a good relationship with our loved ones and have a good relationship at work. We really have to work on our emotional intelligence. And the good news is unlike IQ, which, you know, you're pretty much what it is, what it is when you're about 18, this is something that we can continue to work on. And I work on this every day because as a mediator, I am just surrounded by people in conflict all the time. So I have to be very self-aware that I don't get caught into the contagion of everybody else's conflict. So I love this book that I just was reading. It's called The Other Kind of Smart. Simple Ways to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence for Greater Personal Effectiveness and Success. And it's by Harvey Deutschendorf, and he is coming to us from Canada, which is a beautiful, beautiful place. And it's, uh, you know, wintertime, snow and everything. And here we are in sunny Southern California. So there's a a wonderful quote here. It says, an easy to read, interesting book that that uses everyday stories, and simple exercises to show us how to make the most of emotional intelligence in our workplace, in our homes. And that's Lee Iacocca. So wonderful, wonderful book. I have enjoyed all the stories and all the great suggestions. And so we have Harvey here. Let me tell you a little bit about Harvey's background before we begin. Harvey Deutschendorf is an emotional intelligence expert. He's a speaker and internationally published author of this book I just told you, The Other Kind of Smart, Simple Ways to Boost Your Emotional Intelligence for Greater Personal Effectiveness and Success. He is a regular contributor to Fast Company and writes a monthly column for HR Professionals Magazine. He's also a certified trainer for Canfield Success Principles. And in 2015, he was recognized as one of the top thought leaders in trust by Trust Across America. He is also a TEDx speaker with TEDx Beacon Street in Boston. He has a passion for emotional intelligence that not only comes from studying the topic, he personally uses the skills and he's learned to overcome difficult 
difficult situations in his own life, and I love that. He lives in Edmonton, Canada with his partner, Sandra, and you can find out more about him at conflicthealing.com where you'll see his picture and his bio and we and a JPEG of this wonderful book, The Other Kind of Smart. And also we link to his website, which is theotherkindofsmart.com. So Harvey, thank you so much for joining us this morning all the way from Canada. I'm looking forward to the, uh, Mari, to uh, talking to you and your your listeners. Yeah, that's great. It's such an important skill that every single one of us, no matter what age, we all can improve. And it's so important in our lives because especially now when we're under the pandemic worldwide, we really need to connect with people socially, uh, even though we can't necessarily be next to them. We really have to be able to connect with people, whether it's by phone or Zoom or whatever. So let's talk about, first of all, why is it that you wrote this book? Well, <laughs> the, uh, it's actually a long story, but, uh, but I'll make it fairly short because, yeah, uh, basically I was looking for answers in my own life. Uh, my parents um, came to Canada uh, from Europe after World War II as refugees. They had lost everything um, and had to, my father had to borrow money from the church for, for passage to get here. They came here penniless. Mm. Um, the rest of the family resettled in Europe, so we came here uh, penniless and also without uh, really a support system. There are a few distant relatives that, that lived where we were, but it was basically just us. My, my older brother was born in Europe, and uh, they came over and really in uh, desperate poverty for about the first 12 years. My mother uh, talks about feeding my brother and I on, on some days on an orange day, and, mm. and I don't remember that. I was, must have been pretty young. Anyways, the, uh, the, my parents were not well-educated. Uh, my father was a, a very, very angry man. We were, you know, afraid of him, and uh, I guess very poorly educated. None of my family had... I don't think uh, gone beyond uh, high school, um, but I was a world outside of what I saw growing up, and, and I, I, you know, I had dreams and, uh, and visions of a bigger world for myself, and and uh, I managed to uh, to go to university. I first one in my family, I go through there, and um, I had a career and uh, as a professional, I was a I was a social worker. And uh, life should have been wonderful, uh, except uh, it wasn't. Um, I, I was smart, you know, I, I did well in school, which you know, allowed me to go to university and increase my education, but uh, I wasn't happy in my career, I wasn't happy in the relationships, and what I realized, even though I was um, smart, I wasn't smart with my emotions. And I read a book by Daniel Goleman, Right, um, and that came out in you know sort of this in '95, and when the world started to hear about emotional intelligence, called uh, emotional intelligence, why it can matter more than IQ, and I'd, I'd uh, you know read self-help books, and I tried to sort of figure out what was wrong and uh, why I wasn't happier in, 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 in my career and in my relationships or anything. Life wasn't the way going the way I thought, it and then I realized. That uh, he says it doesn't matter. Uh, there's a, a passage in the book. So it doesn't matter, you know, how 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 smart you are, how cognitively intelligent. If, if your emotions hold sway, um, you know, you're not going to go too far. 
and I had an aha moment. I said, this is it. <laughs> I mean, I may be smart, but I'm not emotionally smart. I'm not managing my emotions well. So, but this is the work I needed to do, and I started doing this work. Seriously, I joined the men's organization. I started exploring my own emotions, and I started making the changes that I needed to make. So, And then I realized that, uh, yeah, th- this is very powerful stuff. This is life uh, alternating. This is life, uh, um, you know, people can, can change their lives using this. And I said, but every book out there, you know, I thought, including Goldman's at the time, is sort of very highly academic, and it doesn't provide a lot in terms of what people can do every day, you know. Uh, right, practicality. Mm-hmm. Practicality. So I said, somebody's got to write a book like that, to, you know, like to put it out there, because we, we need this. Everybody needs this. So I thought, well, I'm a somebody. <laughs> Why shouldn't I do it, right? Uh, yeah, and, and I had actually published a book years before that, and uh, so I thought I can do that, and, I, and so I, I finally did it, and I, I learned everything I could about emotional intelligence. I took all the training that I could, and I just continued to work on, on, on my own uh, emotions, and it just sort of took over, became my passion, and, and sort of, uh, you know, my, my life's passion, and I just kept kept going on it, and still am, so, you know, uh, this will... Yeah. yeah, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I, I, I'm passionate about it as well, especially, you know, if you can imagine when I sit there with people as an attorney mediator and everybody's in conflict and, and I see what's going on in their limbic system, you know, <laughs> and I see, you know, all these uh, angry people around me. And I, if I don't have emotional intelligence to be able to at least you know, be aware of myself and manage myself. How can I manage anybody else? You know, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. and uh, so, yeah. So to me, it is, it is critical in everything that we do, whether it's with my spouse or my kids or, or all my clients. So yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you. So maybe we should explain to our audience exactly what we mean by emotional intelligence. Could you do that? Sure. Uh, sort of the uh, the official explanation is uh, it's uh, our ability to um, recognize, differentiate, and manage our emotions and the emotions of uh, others in in our environment. It's it's really how we show up either both to ourselves and to to others uh, around us. We can we can use our uh, emotions. Um, you know, they can be our our best uh, friends. Or they could be our worst enemies. So. It's, it's, it's making our emotions really work in our favor and using our emotions to, 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 to um, sort of, uh, you know, make better decisions. Um, yeah, and, and uh, sort of being able to use our emotions more effectively in, in our cognitive uh, abilities and our thinking to uh, making them work together much, much better. Yeah, people some you know sometimes people say especially men and I've been doing a lot of training for people who are engineers and you know they think well you know we keep emotions out of the workplace. What do you say when someone thinks that that's possible? <laughs> no, no, emotions are always with us. They're 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 they're, they're always there and and they will, they influence our our thinking. They they influence uh, our decision making if we're aware if we're aware of it or not, they are, uh, you know. So, so we need to we need to be aware of that and and, and use our emotions to to influence our thinking, you know, in, in in a better way because they're always there. And and the most, you know, that it's really dangerous when we believe that 
they're not there, um, you know, at all, because they are. They're, 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 they're always with us, and, and they're always influencing everything that we do, um, our decisions that we make. So, Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes people will say, well, you know, I can take an IQ test and find out what my, you know, uh, intelligence quotient is. But let's talk about how can they find out how emotionally intelligent they are. Well, I have a little quiz in the back of my book, and I've also got one on the website. The web, the one on the website is is self scoring. It's a it's a, a fast, fun little quiz. Um, it there's I wouldn't take it seriously. Basically, the, what the quiz does is give us a sort of a feeling of what emotional intelligence is. That probably better than you know we can get from just trying to describe it. But there are official. Uh, assessment tools out there, uh, one that I'm certified to, to do, which is the EQI uh, 2.0. Uh, um, there are a couple that are, are uh, sort of have been scientifically validated, the major tests out there um, that people can take if they want to. Um, and, uh, yeah, they, they can they'll get a score and they'll get uh, results in, in the different areas of emotional intelligence. Uh, yeah, and so I'll just mention your website again so people can go there. It's called, it's theotherkindofsmart.com so that they can take that quick quiz and yeah, kind of see where they are. Let's talk about what the components really are of emotional intelligence from like the bottom up, like, you know, first being aware. If, we, if we're not aware of what we're doing or what our emotion is, you know, you can't change anything if you're not aware of it. So let's start with that one. Sure. Yeah, first of all, it's our, our, uh, our self-awareness. Um, you're right, unless we're aware. That, that's it's basically the roots, the, the basis of all emotional intelligence is our own self-awareness because if we're not aware of, of, of uh, what's going on inside of, what, what, you know, what causes our emotions, um, we we can't really um, you know go anywhere because we're not aware of how we're affecting other people, uh, how other people perceive us, um, and, and what causes them to perceive us the way that they do. We have to get to a point where we're self-aware, and after that point, we can work on you know uh, being aware of others and, and making connections with others. But that's really really the root is our own self-awareness. Right, and it's it's um that's like getting a PhD in yourself. I remember how I, <clears throat> when I was going through my divorce many years ago, from my first husband. I mean, that's when I decided, uh oh, you know this this has to be about me. You know, I better become self aware, and that kind of led me into finding out. You know, once you're self aware, then it's like, okay, how do you self manage yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And and having that self control and that that, you know, that ability to say, wait a minute, I'm doing this. Now I know maybe why I'm doing it, but now what, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's important because a, a lot of people, um, you know, don't realize that, that, you know, when we have strong emotions uh, like, like anger, um, it, it's in a situation, it... Uh, a lot of times it doesn't even have anything to do with the person we're feeling angry towards or the situation. It's something that's triggering us. Right. And uh, the, same, the same thing may not trigger another person. So um, 
the, the, the trick is, and we, we do this in, in my men's group a lot, is when we're feeling some strong emotion, like a lot of anger, we go back to the first time that we ever felt it. And a lot of time that's right, uh, goes right back to our childhood. Right. Uh, you know, when, when, when we're, and, and something that happens to us in the moment and it triggers us, uh, triggers something that happened in our past. And the more we become aware of that, the more we're able to manage that, the more we're able to, to get on top of that and realize, okay, th- this is what's happening. I can do this, and I can be more aware of it, and I can change that. And the more aware we are, um, you know, we, 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 the more we're able to change things. We, you know, we, we keep the things uh, about us that, that are working for us, and we can change the things that aren't working for us. We can learn and we can grow um, and, and, and we can use our emotions more effectively as we learn uh, more about ourselves, why we have certain emotions, what sort of things set us off, what sort of things trigger us, what sort of things work, make us better to connect with others, and what sort of things turn others off from us and, 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 and lead to conflict and, and, and uh, uh, strife and that type of thing. Right, it all starts with us, right? And I love the fact that you, um, you know, you lead a men's group. And my, my co-author on one of my books is also a therapist, and he leads men's groups. And you know, it's um, it, it's so reassuring, I think, for me because for so many years, um, I've been with, you know, and with a lot of lawyers, especially men lawyers, they don't recognize their own emotions except for anger. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we're coming through in our society now, starting to recognize that, you know, it isn't that women are too emotional. You know, that was kind of the stereotype. Mm-hmm. Women are too emotional, you know, yeah. and men are more logical. And, <laughs> and, and that's just this old stuff. Can you speak yeah. to that a little? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that was <laughs> before, like, uh, I'm, a, I'm a baby boomer. Uh, but, Me too. But, but I remember, <laughs> yes, even growing up, uh, one the the the, um, the excuse for uh, keeping uh, you know women out of the workforce, and 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 it was not too long ago that there were only a, a small number of occupations that women were really involved in, nursing and teaching, and, and the excuse was that women are too emotional, and when we go to work, we have to keep the emotions at the door. Right, <laughs> but but it's it's simply a matter of they're not too emotional. They may be more aware of the emotions. They're, they they the only emotion that men have traditionally had the right to express was, was anger. So they haven't right. been able to 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 really uh, been able to get in touch with their emotions and express their emotions, and 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 that is a, a very very destructive sad thing. But I'm I'm glad to see that's changing now, and, and men are talking about their emotions and willing to be more open with their emotions because they're there. And, and if we try to deny them and keep them bottled up and say they're not there, they're, they're, they're toxic. They're, they're like a pressure cooker underneath. Right, and they'll come out insidiously. Yes, and, you they're know. coming out in destructive <laughs> ways that if we don't recognize them and, and, and deal with them in a, in, a, in a constructive manner, which is what right. we, we work on doing in the men's group. We, we, you know, we, we make it okay 
to, to share emotions. Yeah, I think it used to be that, and, you know, I talk about this with my co-author who runs all these men's groups, and we, we wrote a book together called Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy. It's a couple's guide, and he does therapy with, uh, you know, couples, and I do divorce with couples, so it was a, a, a nice blending. But, you know, we talk so many times about, how, you know, the differences in men and women and how we express our emotions and how we really should learn from each other about expressing emotions. Women seem to, you know, at least from some of the research I read, is women show more of their um, emotions in empathy than men. You know, that's something that, that happens. But I think that's changing too as we're evolving as a society in some ways. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it's interesting that, that you're doing this with the men's group. I love that. So let's talk about, so, so we talked about um, first being aware. And how, let's talk a, a little bit about how to become aware. Like it's easy to say, okay, become aware. When people go, well, wait a minute, I'm aware of what I, I am. I, I do like this and I don't like that, you know <laughs> But that's not what you're talking about. So, <laughs> no, no. But basically, uh, what what we do in the men's group is is, you know, we we first of all create a create a safe space that we can we can, you know our all of our emotions are 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 welcome in this group. You know, there's no we'll never be shamed or judged or anything for expressing an emotion. So we create a safe space for it, and, and then when we're, we're feeling an emotion, strong emotion. We examine that emotion, you know, we examine where it's happening in our bodies, we examine where that emotion comes from, and a lot of times we will, you know, um, trace that back to say, when's the first time you, you felt that? And it, sometimes it, it goes right back to childhood, you know, to our families when, when we felt this, this very strong emotion. So we, we examine that, we bring it up and, and create safe spaces where we can we can uh, express our emotions and uh, uh, and men were not, you know, typically in when I was growing up, you know, men weren't really, they weren't, quote, macho if they talked about sadness no, or hurt, no, no, right? No. Sad, you know, if you break up with a girlfriend, you're mad <laughs> instead of going to the place of being hurt and sad and abandoned and all that stuff. So, yeah. So That's not a natural uh, men believe maybe the macho men that that's a natural condition. It's not a natural condition, actually. Um, you know, there's there's we've got lots of research goes back to actually the, the ancient Greeks. You know, the warriors and stuff. They they expressed that they were fearful. They mm-hmm. they expressed joy. They you know they they cried. They, they they were able to express a full a full line of emotions, and they were still very 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 manly you know when they had to be their warriors but, but right. they were allowed to express emotions which is uh, the way we need to we need to express we need to be able to deal with them we need to be able to get them out there um, so they're not lurking underneath there you know coming out in all kinds of sideways uh, you know, right destructive ways yeah right right so um talk about the difference between IQ and EQ a little bit so people understand. Well, our, our, our uh, IQ is our cognitive ability. It's, it's our ability to, to, to reason, to make decisions, and to um, you know use use logic that time of thing. Our uh, emotional intelligence is basically our ability to manage our emotions 
and to use them in conjunction with our with our IQ. And a lot of people have this uh, idea that it's it's sort of our IQ versus our EQ, but it's not. It's it's work the work, the two of them working together. We need our emotions to be able to make uh, better decisions. Uh, if our emotions overpower us, um, we won't make very good decisions. We we will. Uh, we will uh, respond uh, to something uh, and uh, in, instead of, uh, you know, thinking through things and being able to make uh, better decisions. We'll react, I should say, instead of responding. We right. use our IQ to respond, to think things through before we make a decision, before we react, before we say something. If our emotions get out of control, um, we will we will act and, and speak strictly from our emotions, and that usually doesn't work out very well. <laughs> no, I love that old adage, speak when you're angry, and you will say the best speech you ever regret. You know? yeah, that's what causes a lot of regret right. from our emotions. <laughs> yeah. I know, you say something and you can't take it back because it is there, you know? Yeah, right. So let's let's uh, because anger is such a strong one, and at least in you know in the United States with all that we've been through with um, you know this last election and what's been going on, and there's been a lot of anger here in in our country, and I you know I have to tell you I really respect your prime minister. He's got a lot of emotional intelligence. I've been real impressed, <laughs> but um, we've had a lot of challenges with people not being able to understand how to use their emotional intelligence or not have the tools or the skills. And you see it in social networking. You see this anger. So let's talk about that because I think anger right now, anger and fear with COVID, anger at, you know, being sick or not being able to, or having to wear a mask or whatever it is, we're seeing a lot of these really big emotions, anger and fear. So uh, can you give us some little hints about how to deal with those? Well, first of all, um, you know, the, the, the best thing to do, um, you know, when we're fearing that, the one simple thing we can do, we can express, you know, I'm feeling really, really angry. That in itself releases some of the energy behind the anger. If we're able to say that, mm-hmm. if we're, if we're saying, well, I'm, I'm really afraid, I'm, 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 I'm really fearful. That itself releases some of the energy that it has over mm, us. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is to, 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 to recognize what we really are angry about or what we're fearful about. And this is, again, work that we do in our men's group because a lot of this anger is misdirected at, at, at people that, you know, uh, are innocent of causing mm-hmm. any kind of anger. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so it was Aristotle said, it's one thing to be angry it's another thing to be angry with the right person at the right time for the right reasons. And right. most of the anger out there is misdirected. It's not at the people who, who have anything to do with, with, with the cause of making a, angry at the time. I, I see so much of that out there. You know, it, it, right. there is anger, but it's, it's, it's misdirected anger. At, uh, right. you know, so, uh, yeah, if, if we could pinpoint what makes us angry... Think about that and, 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 and work that through. And I think the other thing, we get hijacked. Don't we get hijacked by our, you know, our limbic system and our brain? Yeah. You know, we just kind of like all of a sudden something happens, a button gets pushed, you get triggered. Yeah. And then, you know, for me, 
I know the thing that helps me the most is just to stop and just slow down my breathing and just be quiet until I can think something through. Yes, exactly. That's that's the thing to do because it's actually, um, there's a name for that. Uh, Daniel Goleman calls it the amygdala hijack because right. we have uh, in our um, primitive brain, it's, it's part of a, sort of the top of the brain stem, uh, a fight and flight response. And uh, the that's also the amygdala, our um, emotional brain. Yeah. And when we, a message comes in, the first place that it lands is in the amygdala. Okay, so uh, it's the fight or flight uh, we feel before we think. That's important to understand. We feel before we think. Okay, so, so even though our uh, frontal neocortex, our powerful thinking evolved brain, uh, uh, is, is much more powerful than our, our sort of primitive uh, yeah. brain, emotional brain, our emotional brain can overpower it. If the, we don't give time for the message to read our thinking brain, it takes about six seconds. Right. And I, I did a TEDx talk actually on mm. road rage, and that's exactly what happens: is is that the message hits the amygdala, and uh, first of all, and if we get, get into a real rage, get really really worked up, we're going to have to watch that TEDx because would you believe we are out of time? I can't believe it went so quickly. So yeah, we're going to have to look for that. TEDx and and we can we know it's um and out of Boston right so yes uh, so right. we will look for that but I just want to give uh, the name of your book again it's called the other kind of smart simple ways to boost your emotional intelligence for greater personal effectiveness and success so your website is the other kind of by Harvey Deutschendorf and. We'll just have to have you again. There's so much to talk about. There so, sure is. I'd love to be back. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. And keep up the wonderful work. Thank you. Thank you, Mary. Bye-bye. I know. Bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Irvine and KUCI.org. On the web, I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning and visit our website at at uh, conflicthealing.com. Thanks. The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.